Warning, the following podcast contains strong language which some listeners may find offensive. The Untitled Wrestling Podcast is on all the usual social media outlets. Do your bit to support us on Facebook and YouTube at Untitled Wrestling Podcast, Twitter, Twitch and Discord at Untitled Rest Pod. Give us a like, share, subscribe and join our flourishing community of not just wrestling fans, but gamers, podcasters, musicians and more. It's been a while. It's a special episode of the Untitled Wrestling Podcast. Hello and welcome. Uh, it's all four of us. It's a four-man booth. It's me, Troy. It's Jay. It's Tasty, and it's Aaron. And we oh, no. are here today to talk about our matches of the year so far. So the first half of the year. So from January through till the thirtieth, thirty-first. How many days are there in June? Thirtieth. Thirtieth of June. Uh, so, yeah. Don't don't make me do the rhyme. Mate. I'll do the rhyme. You'll do it. I'll do it right now. <laughs> oh man! As always, um, yeah, it's the four of us. How are we, chaps? How how did you find making this list? Um, it was really, really easy in a way, but also really hard. Like it was really it, easy for me to find ten, but then it was really hard for me to. Oh, you watch AEW, so it's not difficult for you. <laughs> yeah. Oh, hang on! Oh, he watches whoa, NXT whoa. UK every now and again. There was like there were at least ten other agents we I've just realised I've left a massive AEW match off this list that I was I thought was absolutely going to be on it. A glaring omission. A gla- Yeah, I, I think I think Big Tasty or Aaron will have it. Yeah, but it there is, is a big controversy. Yeah, we, we did say we were going to rank our top ten, but then we went, nah, too, too much arguments. <laughs> Yeah, no, mine are in not, no particular order. Yeah, it's not in any order. It's just us saying ten matches we've loved this year so far. Yeah, uh, this can be um, not that there are any rules to the store. We didn't actually set any rules, but um, to say it can be from any yeah, promotion. Yeah, baby, in the let's, world. Go. Uh, yeah, well, not, let's go. Dark shows, let's go. Oh God. Oh, God. <laughs> there, 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 there was a GCW match I wanted to check out before this uh, because I heard it was that good, but I didn't get the time. I'm quite Just annoyed. To point out that yeah, the, uh, the yeah, was that Aaron watched the other day was after the June thirtieth cutoff. So. <laughs> yeah, so that'll be in the second half of it. The so whole we've card. Got, we've yeah. got. We've got. Six Definitely not the whole card. Holy shit. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm still suffering from that. Oh boy. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> That'd be the pro plus, mate. <laughs> anyway, um, without further ado, let's crack on with it. So, in no particular order, uh, who wants to go first? Yeah, I'll give you first one if you want. I'll yeah? start, us off, start us off with, with the, the top lads at AEW. Spoiler, my list is pretty much all AEW. Um, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna throw you a nice easy one, not a nice obvious one. I'm gonna go with Eddie Kingston and John Moxley versus the Young Bucks from AEW Double or Nothing. Because when John Moxley and Eddie Kingston came out, my soul did a little cry because it was so good to see live crowds back at professional wrestling. And Eddie Kingston was like throwing shoes into the crowd and he was slapping people's hands. And even without the match being excellent, that was enough for me. But then the match itself was really good. So yeah, happy days. Nice. Yeah. Good that choice. Was a yeah, uh, that made my honourable mentions. 
it, it felt like that that was the match where it felt like fuck yeah wrestling's back properly now <laughs> yeah and it, it felt like for the first time in yeah. a while that young books were gonna lose oh and yeah they, they literally sold him like twice that like, Belts. like there were two moments that were not me. i'm yeah, sure we were very 50 50 in the predictions yeah. for that too it was very argumentative that one we were yeah i think the majority was picked the books like you know the, the head pick but the heart pick was obviously definitely mocking kings nice yeah. nice who's next you go jay um do you, you know one of you guys want to go or shall i me. I don't. Okay. I don't mind going. I don't mind. I'll. I'll go. Why not? Right. Why not? Um, Riddle versus Xavier Woods from Raw, uh, the twenty fourth of May this yeah. year. Uh, just because it was a match that come out of nowhere and it was an absolute banger. I, I remember. Um, it was. It was when we reviewed it in my house as well. Mm. And I. I watched it with you, Troy, but uh, while we were waiting for Aaron to arrive, and uh, it was it held up. It was just as good. It was a lovely kind of showcase of what Xavier Woods is capable of and why people should not be sleeping on him. Yeah, I've got I, that in my honourable mentions. I wholeheartedly agree. We watched it and we said that felt like it could have been a takeover match. Could have easily opened a takeover. Yeah. Um, you're saying about a lot of people sleeping on Woods and, and forgetting just how good he is. I think it's the same with Riddle as well. Like this was kind of just before the stuff he started doing with Orton where he actually became entertaining but not annoying like he had done. And a lot of people forget that he's genuinely really, really good in the ring. I say, yeah, yeah. It's, this is awesome. Totally agree. Just after actually because he won with an RKO. Yeah, yeah, that's true actually. At the start of it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, was that in your top 10 or was that uh, an honourable mention? That was, a, that was a top 10. Nice. Cool. Uh, yeah, uh, I'll get one of my Aaron, filthy fucking outlaw mud show matches out of the way. Literally, from GCW oh, outlaw Christ. mud show, June 19th. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The dummy. Gage versus uh, one called Manders. And it's basically, picture this, um, a barn... With a cow in the background and a goat, both mooing and fucking making goat noises in the background. Well, these bastards are clobbering each other with weapons left, right, and centre. So brutal that the police showed up at the end of the show to ask where the fuck Nick Gage went because they ran away. <laughs> wasn't it? It was a like flaming table at the neck? end. Aaron, wasn't that Mance Warner, not what? Oh, maybe Bar- shit. Oh, fuck. Oh. <laughs> He's fucked his first Joey oh, Janelle put it? that picture up with the police. Oh, it anyway, I assault, yeah, sure assault through the crowd and way. through fucking reception, tables are away. All the wrestlers are like, what the fuck's happening here? Tables set on fire. Bish, bash, bosh. Police arrive asking where Nick Gage is because he's fucked off looking for him thinking it's real so hi and that's like that, that's the yes it did have a i've seen highlights of that it, it did have like very, kind of like teddy funk style vibe to it it was like in teddy a funk legit bar vibe to it, like from old school um no was that the one no, where no. uh, zach no. rider showing up at the end no. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, 
Cool. Um, my first entry, uh, or not, f- well, first entry, but again, in no order, um, is from April the 7th, 2021, Takeover Stand and Deliver. It's the tag team match of MSK versus Grizzled Young Vets versus Legado Del Fantasma. Absolute fucking chaos. Uh, it was just fucking, it was excellent. Um, there was really, really awesome spots in there. Everyone in it looked awesome. Uh, for me, it, uh, solidified almost in my head that, that Legado were really, really good. And I've seen like a few matches here and there, like a few matches on TV, but to see him in like a big multi-man match in such kind of a clash of styles because GYV are not really like, uh, big flyers or anything like that. Obviously, MSK are and Legado kind of matched that and the chemistry between those two plus Grizzled Young Vets was just so much fun to watch. Like, an absolute banger. Um, and NXT do fucking tag matches superbly. If there's a tag match that opens a takeover, like, that sets the bar. Uh, and this was absolutely superb. Loved it. Yeah, no argument for me there. Very yeah, good. I mean, it, 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 I'm walking down a bit because TYV didn't win. But fuck. Yeah, that's, that's fair. <laughs> yeah. Fucking teasing me and Jay again. Soon, <laughs> mate. Soon. 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 To yeah, be I do like you always have, like, you in, in, in those matches, you always have, like, just Zach Gibson's gross scouse <laughs> accent just shouting things throughout the match. Which is <laughs> Uh, tasty, your second me. one. Yeah, my second one. I'm going to take you all the way back to March 17th. I think you'll know which one I'm talking about. This is Britt Baker versus Thunder Rosa in a unsanctioned lights out match. This was, yeah. this would have been a a remarkable match to make it onto television. Any mm. any road when you mm. consider it was two women. Yeah, it just upped the bar. It was insane. Um, like the shot of Britt Baker, like crawling across the ring, just covered in blood, looking like a psychopath. Um, you know, they, they left it all out there. It was it was utterly phenomenal. The the ending, like Thunder Rosa driving through a table off the apron. Um, credit to both women for, for putting themselves through that. It was it was an absolute spectacle. It really really was. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. It's it's in my I, I knew it would be in someone else's <laughs> list, yeah, so I just left it. <laughs> it I, I mean, yeah. Britt Brit Baker was she spent the best part of the last year sort of elevating herself gradually, but this is the this is the, I think this was the moment when she went from being a respected member of the women's division to being the person that everybody wanted to see win the belt next. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um it really kind of as well, with like obviously people sort of sleeping on AEW's women's division in the last six months and since like really started like improving. This yeah. is the match that really put it on the map where everyone was like, okay, yeah, they're killing it. Started yeah. that trajectory almost. Yeah. Do you think, so I know a lot of people said like Britt Baker, she like, it was only a matter of time kind of thing before she got it and she was kind of constantly rising up and up. Do you think it was, if it wasn't for this match, she wouldn't be champion now? Or do you think she would have, should have won it anyway? Or do you think this match was kind of I think, instrumental? I think was, won it anyway. Yeah, I think they were always going to give it to her, but I don't think we'd have got that moment that we got a double or nothing without this match, if that makes sense. It wouldn't yeah. have yeah. felt the same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. She, wouldn't, she wouldn't have been close to as over as she was a double or nothing without this match. That This was the match yeah. that really kind of... Any- made everyone go oh yeah Brit's fucking incredible yeah and yeah. it's and she, she's tied it into like everything she's done since so like her um head t- her entrance video now has like blood dripping down it mm-hmm. like on the name and stuff and she's got and the t-shirt as well 
Yeah, so she did a really good job of like riding the the sort of the success and the theme of this match yeah, as well. Yeah. She's, it's it's just more of the it, excellent character it, work that she does, which is mm. one of her biggest strengths as well. Yeah. So, also, yeah. Lita said it was one of the best women's matches she's ever seen, so that yeah. kind of that said it all really. That's, that's yeah. a big yeah. yeah. Including myself, where swiftly swiftly hushed. Yes, after this match, hushed. <laughs> No, no, I wasn't. Well, yeah. Were you not a fan before but... this? You're not. She she had that sort of hangman thing where she always felt a bit overpushed, and she always felt like mm. they, they tried to force her as a face really early on, and then she did this. She did the heel turn, and then she sort of came back around, and like it's now naturally is because of just sheer endearment is finding herself pushed towards being a face again, which is quite ironic. Nice, cool, good show, uh, Jay. Um. My next one I'm going to go for was the main event of Wrestle Kingdom Night 2, Kota Ibushi versus Jay White um, on the 5th of January yeah. 2021. Uh, we did the live stream of it. It went 45 minutes, I think. Mm-hmm. Maybe longer. And it didn't feel it at all. It, it literally was like we were all on the edge of our seat watching it. It was just an amazing story. We all felt like Kota was going to have just won the belt and then just drop it straight away. So when he finally did, just murder punch Jay White to death. It was amazing. Yeah. Um, that made into my honorable mentions. Absolutely superb. Yeah. Like, I don't watch a lot of New Japan. Uh, and, like, I can imagine as someone coming in to having never seen it, if you showed him that, it'd sell him out straight away. Like, it certainly made me want to watch more of it afterwards. Uh, and having mm-hmm. now, I've seen a couple of Kota Ibushi matches. I don't think I've ever seen a Jay White match. Uh, from start to finish, yeah, but it's also that was outstanding. Game, that so was something else. Yeah, because it was that good. So, yeah, yeah, it was f- phenomenal. Yeah, that's a great. Lots point. of nasty suplexes on each other's heads as well. Yeah, like they, they were trying to break each other's necks. By the end, it was just um, it was just awesome. It was great. Well worth sesh, waking baby. up at the crack of dawn to watch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> On the sash. <laughs> yeah, good shout, um, good shout. I'll, Aaron, what's your next I'll one? I'll change over to uh, um, AEW this time. I'll go for AEW Revolution. I will go Darby and Sting versus uh, Ricky Starks and Nick Cage. No, not Nick Cage. No, Brian Cage. Other one. Other one. Brian you, Cage. you wish it was uh, that Cage. cinematic yeah um, the cinematic match yeah, this made my list as well. so good like fantastic so I, I, I'm pretty sure I yeah. put it match at night as well for me because it was so unexpectedly good and then every now and then I every now and then I have to like sort of yeah. stop and think and remind myself like how good this match was because it's it's nothing. It's I sort of for some reason my, my brain didn't like grab onto it, even though I really enjoyed it. And every now and then I thought, oh no, yeah, that was that was actually really excellent. That one, it yeah. It it was the fact as well that like it was obviously it was a cinematic match, but the way it was shot was just so different from anything we've seen in the cinematic match before. It was like in black and white. It reminded me of um, a bit of like stuff like The Crow and Sin City. The way like films like that, the way it was sort of. Almost not not quite black and white. Like there was a little it bit was, of color steeping in. It was very like, it, it was very literally. Didn't know what well, like the way. It yeah, was. really was. 
That's that's why you liked it so much. We have Ryan Cage carrying Darby <laughs> Allen up a set of stairs in a suplex position. Yeah. What's more, what what more to love? <laughs> to fall through the middle, off, like, yeah, entire building, yeah. Yeah. And just yeah. just getting thrown through a window, leaning against the wall. It was just so unexpected. <laughs> like there was no, we didn't know what awesome. we were getting into. Um, really, when it first happened. Yeah. Shout out! Shout out! <laughs> as well, we're um, KG Starks, not Mambo. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! <laughs> Ricky Starks making his entrance video reality. <laughs> nice. Uh, my second entry comes from. Take over Sand and Deliver, 7th of April, 2021. Tommaso Ciampa versus Volta. Yeah. That was ridiculous. Uh, stiff as you like. Um, Tommaso got chopped in the back of his neck and hid as many times as we thought and hoped he would. And as uncomfortable as it was to watch, it was also fucking delightful. Um, my only gripe about this match is that it was evident that Champa wasn't winning it because of NXT UK being pre-recorded and we already kind of knew beforehand. However, it didn't take away from the match itself, um, which was absolutely outstanding. There was that spot as well where uh, Walter missed the chop on Champa and put his hand through the announce table, which was fantastic. Yes. Oh, just snapped um, it in half. <laughs> yeah, th- this made my honourable mentions as well. I, yeah. I had a feeling that it would have been on your list, Troy, so I made sure to at least put it in that. Yes, boy. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, absolutely outstanding match. Um, Vault is just great, isn't he? He is. That's why he features at least one more time in my list. <laughs> I, I, think, I think I might have also picked that match. <laughs> <laughs> Good stuff. Tasty? Right, for my, my third entry, um, again, no order, I'm going to take you all the way back to the dark days of January 2021, to January the 6th, to the episode of AEW Dynamite, and we're going to have Ray Phoenix versus Kenneth Omega. So this was, this was a well, one, this was an excellent match. Yeah. Um, two, it was Kenny's first title defense, I think. Yeah. So it was really important because it's sort of like, this was going to define like what he was going to, how his character was going to be. And like, there was a lot of, there was a lot of concern around like the start of Kenny's reign when he became champion because he was like acting really goofy and he was like a bit of like a Saturday morning cartoon villain and he had like all these like weird mannerisms and henchmen and then it was like oh shit no when he gets in the ring with Phoenix he just goes and it's fine <laughs> and he just put on like a five-star banger and it's like okay, okay yeah this is absolutely all right um <laughs> Phoenix continues to defy the laws of all physics and Kenny Omega is the most winning man in the world to do him in the face at high speed. So, <laughs> high speed knees to the face. <laughs> it's, it's just excellent. Yeah, it's, it's well, well worth checking out. You love like, to if see you, it. If you like flippy shit and then guys getting hit really hard yeah. in the face. I, I can't argue. <laughs> Look, it's no on further. my list. I can't argue with it. Awesome. It, that, it was, that, was, um, that was the glare and emission from mine. It was the first match that I, was like, I forgot about this. on this list because um, it had to be on <laughs> It was yes. Ray Phoenix is possibly the best wrestler in the world. And and this match is all the proof you need to make that claim. Yeah, um, yeah. No arguments for me. It was a phenomenal match. I love that match a lot. Um, right, I'm gonna take you stick with AEW <laughs> and stick with the month of January as well to a match which was an absolute. It was a match that we were all kind of like excited to see because it was a bit we thought it could have been like a dark horse for like an absolute banger, and it was. 
and that was Jungle Boy vs Dax Howard. That was the next um, one on my list. Yeah. Uh, it was, I, I had the feeling you were the pick this as well, Big Tasty, because I remember me and you gushing about it for ages. Um, <laughs> it, it was one of those things where we knew, we knew Jungle Boy was like an awesome wrestler, but and we knew Dax was an awesome wrestler, but we didn't know what we were going to get from this, whether we were going to go full high flying or whether it was going to be a bit more of a grounded technical match. And it was the latter. It was, this was the match where it really kind of added dimensions to Jungle Boy for me. And it made me feel like, all right, yeah, he's absolutely going to be a future world champion AEW one day. Um, the, the story they told was fantastic. The fact that even though Dax was like a tag team wrestler, that he was like, still able to just hold his own but he kept like looking for the tag every now and again and then it's, it's testament to Dax's skill as an all-round talent that he also produced yeah. as much I think yeah mm. so he, and, he he literally set out the, the story and, and sort of helped Jungle Boy like come up with all the, the ideas so Dax cool. not, not only is he a fantastic wrestler his mind for the business is, is almost unrivaled it's phenomenal yeah that's cool and that's really cool also lots of dirty looking brain busters <laughs> there was at least three of them and this is the match where they start to establish the snare trap as well as like a sort of yeah. feared, feared sort of submission finish off Jungle Boy which was great yeah yeah very nice. good match um, <clears throat> uh, we'll, we'll, we'll go for New Japan uh, we'll go May 4th wrestling Don Taku for the New Japan world title Will Osprey versus Shingo Tagagi uh, if it's if you've seen the match and it's not on your list, then that's just silly because it was ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> just every every time Shingo and Osprey are against each other, it's ridiculous. But this match had all stakes on the line, so they had to one up it, and by fuck they did. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. I haven't seen the match all the way through I yet, thought, um, but what I have seen is it blew me away. So I've seen bits and bobs. Like I know Osprey like posted a few bits on his Instagram even last week. I think like a few little it's highlights. It's the fact that since like, uh, that looks like something I need to watch. Best of the Super Juniors, what twenty nineteen when they were on opposite like groups and went in a final mm. against each other. Since then they've went to the um, the G one climax together as. Like together, juniors going into a heavyweight tournament, and then they've both went up together, Division, like, and it's been absolutely yeah. fantastic to watch. Like it's why those storylines that they keep going back to, and it was just fantastic to watch the climax of the new world champion, Will Osprey. Obviously, is is Shingo Loki like? the best performing wrestler this it's year so far. <laughs> oh, he's in for a shout, that's for fucking he's, sure. Some some of the matches, like I when I was like checking whether I'd like missed anything out, like, you know, when you just think maybe I've forgotten about something. I looked at the grapple app and the top six, that's basically like if for anyone who doesn't know that app basically um fans voting on matches. So like you rank you rank it out of like five and then it's just like an average sort right. of thing. And out of the top 10 matches this year so far, Shingo was in six of them. Fucking hell. 
So yeah, that's why I say is Shingo like low key like so, wrestler of the year at the moment. Wow. Saying, Jay, for, for, if you want to be a Jay, Yes, I am. Yes, I am. <laughs> he absolutely is the bird in the professional wrestling. He just, he just, does, di- he just does dippers, but they're really good. Who cares? Yeah. <laughs> Only drops people on the head, but it's always really good, so who cares? Who's next? Oh, it's me, isn't it? It is you. It is me. Uh, my third entry is from 17th of May. For WrestleMania backlash, it's Roman Reigns against Cesaro. It was we wanted to see Cesaro in in a main event match. We wanted to see him in a world championship match, and we got it, and it was fucking awesome. I don't find Roman Reigns boring to watch anymore in a match. I've never found Cesaro boring to watch in a match. This was loads of fun, really, really good. And this is off the back of Cesaro against Rollins at Mania, which was also fun, really, really good. Um, but yeah, it was just nice to finally see Cesaro in a match that he deserved on a card, like, you know, at the top of that against champions. Yeah, it's fucking excellent. <laughs> I love Cesaro. More of that, please. Yeah. He didn't really feel out of place, did he? That, that, was, the, that was the cool part of it. Like, yeah. he didn't... Felt like he belonged. He, it, it felt it felt like a match that he could have, he could revisit somewhere down the line and it wouldn't feel like, oh, I've already yeah. seen this now. Yeah. 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 It helped yeah. him a lot that he passed out, didn't he? As opposed to tapping it, yeah. So that that helped him a lot as well. So mm. yeah, yeah. Mm. Actual hard bastard. And Cesaro. <laughs> Swiss Tony. Swiss Tony. And Cesaro. Fuck's sake. <laughs> Tasty. What's your right. fourth uh, entry? Gone for a bit of a weird one, but fourth one uh, this might be controversial but I've gone for Nyla like he wanted to punch you there <laughs> he looked like he was going to get on the next train <laughs> I have gone for a women's tag match though I've gone for Hikaru Shida Mesa Ruga and Rin Karakura versus Emi Sakura Venny and Makito from the Women's Eliminated Tournament specifically the show on February 28th which is available on the AWG2 channel if you want to check it out um, so we talked Jay talked before about like people low-key sleeping on the women's division over the last six months and it feels like this women's tournament was like the catalyst that sort of galvanised this like, like new era in AEW women's wrestling and it was really fun like the matches we got in Davis Place were great but for me as somebody didn't really see a lot of it like the matches we got in Japan were phenomenal like the, it was a totally different way of wrestling Excalibur was having the time of his life commenting on it it was great um <laughs> And yeah, this was this was like a bonus match they just threw on for the last show, and it absolutely slapped. Oh, um, so good. It, it almost feels like this was like Shida's like reward for organising the Japanese side of the tournament because she flew over there, she did co- the Japanese commentary, she helped book all the matches, she did all the production work. She's got like a background in show production, so she did all that. Uh, the whole one of the main themes that ran through for me through the tournament was like the rebirth of Emi Sakura as this like legitimately fantastic competitor. She, she, if, if anyone remembers, she was the one who used to come out dressed as Freddie Mercury in AW and it was a bit meh, but now she is absolutely brilliant and this, this match showcased it perfectly. Yeah, no argument from me. That was an absolute amazing match. Um, uh, yeah, Emi Sakura in that tournament was like the MVP for me. She really was like the, the complete rebirth of that character where she's coming out with like the sort of um, the crown and the cape on and 
the sort of like purple, like regal looking gear. It was just so good. So, so good. And yeah, this was a real nice showcase of that sort of um, Josie division that they've got. And this match, this match was filmed in like her gym, which literally looked like someone's garage and it still managed to yeah. be Like that's how good it was. <laughs> mm. The the fact as well that like we had Excalibur and Taz on commentary being serious and not doing like the dark stuff where they're just joking. Yeah. Was it was it's shown like what a good like pairing they are as a as a commentary team when they're not fucking around. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean it's, when they fuck around it's fun, but like when, you know, when it's they funny, yeah. when they knuckle down and like they have to do serious shit, they have to put these these women over. It was, it was Oh fantastic. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Really good. Um my next one is another one from um in fact, no, I'm gonna I'm gonna go somewhere we haven't been yet. I'm gonna go to NXT UK, and I am a hundred percent sure Troy also has this on his list, and that's Volta versus Aikid. Yes, boy. In the January, you know the this <laughs> a championship. Um, it was not too dissimilar from Volta in earlier times, with Volta just dominating in Aikid, but Aikid going to his MMA background, um, they just kicking the shit out of Walter. <laughs> Walter um shotgun dropping the soul out of Aikid. Like <laughs> man of that size should not be up on his feet like that. <laughs> I, I think you can see his blueprints on the back of Aikid from kicking him in the chest. That's how hard he kicked him. Um yeah, absolutely wonderful match. If anyone hasn't seen it, it's twenty minutes of just pure brilliance in my opinion. It's, it's so good. The, epitome of David and Goliath mm. and it's just oh it's so good Aiken is phenomenal yeah I, for me it was like the match that really sort of solidified Aiken as being like a major player in NXT UK like 100% he won the Heritage Cup tournaments and it was still like oh god he was like the real dark horse to win the tournament and then as soon as he had this match with Walter it was like yeah he belongs exactly where they put him like mm-hmm. he, he belongs at the top of the card he belongs around the title piece Picture, yeah, he, yeah. he's incredible. Um, yeah. yeah, this was such a good match. Yeah, totally, totally agree. Um, that made it into my list. And if we were doing this in any sort of order, it would be very, uh, very near GCW the top. time again, yeah, boys. I'm gonna go to WrestleMania three? weekend, April 9th. Uh, RS Spring Break. I'm <laughs> woo, going, no, not the main event, it's not on my list. We're going for Jordan Oliver versus Blackheart Leo Rush. Because seeing Blackheart Leo Rush is completely different to normal Leo Rush. And it's creepy as fuck. (laughs) And Jordan Oliver being the unsung hero of GCW as well. He's only 22 years old. He's fantastic at wrestling. Uh, He's... And then just, they had, I'm pretty sure it was like 20, 25 minutes of pure wrestling and Leo Rush's character work as Blackheart looking like a spooky bastard. A wee spooky bastard. So it was thoroughly enjoyable. Just go watch our RS Spring Break. The whole show is a very good show. But for me, this is one of the standout matches on that card. Uh, Yes, he is, yep. And Ricky Shane he's a top boy as well. So, yeah. Yeah. No, that's great. I, I don't watch any GCW stuff or anything like that, but I remember 
you guys said about Leo Rush's kind of black heart yeah, character. You sold it to me as it's his version of the demon. And I was like, that's interesting. And I checked it out. I didn't see anything really? else on that, but that was outstanding. That's a really good shout. I'm I'm disappointed in myself that I actually didn't put that as even an honourable mention because, yeah, that was, that was, so that was great. That, that was a match that I, when I was saying before, there was one that I was really like desperate to check out and I didn't have time to. And that was it. Yeah. Because I remember I've, I've been recommended no, by Jordan. Aaron, Jordan, by Jordan Oliver well. is like, like okay, the, that, that needs to be watched at some point. So just as I said, GCW, like he's good show. He's never been in that main event picture, but every so often you get a little inklings. And he, he, when he loses, he loses in like so highly because he's that good at wrestling. It's great. Like, Yep, like he's that good. He's got his own faction in GCW called Young Lovers. He's only twenty years old. He's an ML, you know as well, isn't he? Ridiculous. My fourth entry is from WrestleMania Night One. And it's the main event, Sasha Banks versus Bianca Belair. Um, for for everything to do with this match, the match itself was really, really good. Um, there was some really cool spots in it, as, like where uh, Belair like had uh, Sasha up in like the it was like in a suplex position, wasn't it? And she like walked up the steps with her like that, just looked like an absolute beast. There was obviously the spot with the hair where it just slash Sasha Banks in half like a fucking Mortal Kombat fatality. Um, but then the circumstance around it, like the fact that it was women main eventing WrestleMania. Yes, we've had it before, but like this was different. This was a one-on-one. Um, two African-American women headlining WrestleMania. Um, the fact that they, like they both acknowledged the kind of the, the gravity and the magnitude of what that meant to them. You could see on their way down, it meant absolutely everything. And even before the match started, the I'd call it a face-off in the ring, but just the look that they gave each other and them taking it in and soaking it in and how monumental it was, was absolutely incredible. Um, for me, that's one of the best moments in a WrestleMania ever. Um, yeah, it's, it's superb. And, and also this felt like the first time in a while that someone was able to break out like from yeah. like from NXT and to come all the way up and, and to, to you know to really establish themselves as like yeah. a, a new a new top star yeah 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 absolutely. And credit, it's, it's absolutely credit to Bianca for doing that because it was her doing that, that put her in that position so yeah 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 and, so, I mean, and Sasha put in a great match as well obviously um, mm. you know, the two women did phenomenally it was yeah. it was easily matched the night on, on night one oh, without a doubt without yeah. a doubt um, there was there's a really really beautiful moment at the end of that match where Bianca's in the ring celebrating and uh, Montez Ford comes down to celebrate with her and they embrace in the middle of the ring. Someone calls it on their phone and it's Sasha Banks on the outside of the ring, slumped over, <laughs> just looking up at them celebrating and just smiling and being so elated for them and for her in that moment. It's uh, it's quality. Um. Yeah, kill the before, yeah. before we before we go on the next one, uh, how many has everyone got left? brother, we've had crossovers and stuff. Uh, Tacey, your fifth. Oh, you want it? Okay, okay. 
I mean, I can I can fill in at my honourables if, if we if we ever run Well, out. I was going to suggest we do our honourable mentions after this fifth round of of, of picks. I've so got, we'll do our honourable mentions in the we'll middle. Do, well, so we don't make worth saving to the end, so that way if people do take our of our list, we can always just fill in. One, two, three. I've got four. four. I've, I've, got, I've got four left. No, I've got one, on. two, three, four. Five. I've got five left. No, I've got five. Well, including this, yeah. The only one that's been mentioned as in my list was uh, Walter and Aked. Well, so do you want to do one mentioned last week? Just sort of like, like I said, we can just drop any in if because if, if yeah, someone's yeah, do it before our last one. Okay. Yeah, because yeah. yeah. I, I can I can pull out an honourable mention and put it in my uh, main one. Yeah, same. Um, all right, so I want to talk to you about storytelling. I want to talk to you about long-term storytelling. I want to talk to you about AEW Dynamite on May the twelfth. I want to talk to you about SCU versus the Young Bucks. So what started? months previous as like a sort of throwaway comment made by by Christopher Daniels was that if SCU lost in the current one they were on that they would never tag again and this sort of like started really innocuously and it sort of built and built and built and like the pressure on top of SCU became bigger and bigger and bigger and it was like a sort of cross of their own making that they have to bear and it got to a point where they where they ended up challenging them amongst their former friends who obviously had turned heel at this point um, they turned heel during this run um, of SCU what got on its winning streak and it came to a head in a match and obviously everyone knows what happened in the match um, Christopher Daniels got his head kicked into the ring post bled absolutely everywhere <laughs> like fucking pissed blood uh, so many cool moments there was uh, Matt Jackson doing the um, the piss take of the I'm sorry I love you uh, Shawn Michaels spot before he super kicked Daniels there's the shot of Daniels just like dripping blood onto Matt Jackson's like expensive like Jordans that he was wearing oh so much and then even yeah. after that, so and then obviously after after like a, a valiant effort SCU lost they, they have to never tag again and this all this all came to a head heartbreakingly uh, the next week on being the elite with Christopher Daniels delivering a promo in the in the trainer's room and then just like like an absolutely like a man who'd had all of the all of the the fight rung out of him just sliding down the wall and openly weeping and and shouting I don't want to go yet I don't want to go and that's that's like, just yeah. that was the last time we saw him to date on a <laughs> wow and now we've got Elite Hunter Kazarian which is just basically Frankie Kazarian being the Punisher I mean if there's a positive to take out of that it's that you get Elite Hunter Kazarian yeah but if, but if, that, if that's how Christopher Daniels and Castle 30, 30, 30 plus year career comes to an end then what an ending! Yeah. What a way! Yeah, wow. Th- this is this is a match as well that me and you have seen live in person before. Yeah, as well, and it blew that match out of the water. And that match wasn't a bad match by any stretch no, of the imagination. We've we, 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 we all said like on, on the AW podcast over the last sort of six months, oh, Daniel's just slowing down. And I don't know if he can do it anymore. And then I don't know whether he just like found found the fire for this one, but he just like, he rarely pulled it out. Like Kazarian's great, Bucks are great, Daniels. He didn't. He didn't look a step out of place in this match. He he, he really no. really put on a performance. Yeah, Beautiful. Very very good. Um, my next one. I'm gonna stick with AEW, and I'm gonna stick with the tag division as well. And I'm gonna go to Arcade Anarchy Boys. Um, the 25th of March. Uh, it was basically it was uh. Chuck Taylor and Orange Cassidy versus Miro and Kip Sabian in an arcade anarchy match, which is a street fight with an arcade around the ring. It was fucking mental in the best way. Um, there was 
crazy return. We got Chris <laughs> Statlander appearing in one of those uh, claw machines where they pull up like the alien from Toy Story. They pulled up an alien and she beat the shit out of Penelope Ford. Um, she, hit a, she hit a Michinoku driver off the apron <laughs> onto Penelope Ford through a, a hockey table. Um, yeah. There was Chuck, uh, was it Chuck or Orange did a dive onto Mira <laughs> off like a... Um, I've just yeah. I've just looked up that match and the first screenshot that came it's, up is the Michinoku driver yeah. through the hockey table. Fuck it's, me, Dad! What's going on? Uh, at one point, <laughs> at one point, Miro threw Orange Cassidy like literally into another continent. <laughs> yeah, threw him um, like twenty five feet across the ring. It was insanity. Jesus, yeah. What? Uh, Ar- Orange Cassidy hit like a dive off the top of a Mortal Kombat machine onto Miro, which was insane. Um, they had and, like a, they had like a ticket prize board, you know, where like you exchange yeah. tickets for prizes, but yeah, it was yeah. all like hardcore weapons, like chairs yeah. and stuff. It, it, was, it was absolute mayhem, but in the best kind of way. Um, we spoke about it on the AEW podcast a few times. Best friends seem to have like really made this their forte of just insane street fights. Like they had the park on the brawl with their proud and powerful last year, and they had this this year, and it 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 just didn't disappoint. Uh, obviously, we got the return of Trent. Getting getting dropped off to work with yeah. Sue, and then we had them all waving at Sue at the end. It was amazing, um, and I believe wasn't this the debut of Where Is My Mind for yeah, Orange Music? Have been, yeah, yeah. It and was also looking back now. It also seems as, it sort was, of serves as it serves as like the funeral of Miro's gamer character. Yeah, it was the catalyst for Miro absolutely losing his mind and becoming like yeah. God's favorite yeah. champion, which in itself was just brilliant. Superb. Oh yeah, to watch that. <laughs> it's phenomenal. It's such a good match, just what, because it's what, insane. Um, what show was that on, Jake? What, what was the date? It was on Dynamite on the twenty fifth of March. There you go. Oh, God, that, was, that doesn't seem like that long ago. Like it didn't seem. No, like it was, I I was shocked. I thought it was like May or something, and then when so many years have written down, dates, and I've looked at the dates, like shit, it's like February. It's not like yeah. two weeks ago. <laughs> yeah, um, and it closed up the show as well, which was great because I thought we needed something like that for Orange to like really. Yeah, the now all four best friends hugging in the middle of the ring. Yeah. To where is my mind as the show went off the air and it was phenomenal. Hey, yeah. I'll, Proper I'll give you your first WWE to one from me. Yeah. Uran? I've got a WWE match on you. What? <laughs> Whoa. You've got a WWE match in there. Yeah, I'm going to take you to you been sniffing glue again. 21st. With the, with the, the Wait, men's elimination me. chamber match. <laughs> Be- because it was uh, bar one match, we'll get to that later. Drew's title Ooh. fell very in threat. It was threatened as title reign. There was five men that could easily take the title off him. He uh, was in the storyline with Seamus, obviously. Seamus. Oh, well, sorry. Yeah, they're all one. Sorry. I just assumed the other one was a women's, but... It's, Weren't there two men's cool. championship match on the There was. I've just realised that. The raw yeah, one. You mean the raw okay. one? Uh, yeah. So, Drew, Drew and Seamus were in the storyline. Seamus was, was number was six. The last man to come out of his pod. <laughs> so, that was a threat in itself. Randy Orton being Randy Orton as a threat. Obviously, fiend things were going to happen. Jeff Hardy and Kofi Kingston weren't a threat yeah. until the match happened where they ended up lasting forever. So that was scary. <laughs> uh, 
uh, AJ Styles had a big massive fucking almost in the fucking outside <laughs> yeah. helping him out, which also was quite scary. And it just all around, I can't remember how long the match lasted, like half an hour or something? Longer than that. It lasted a long time. Um, and Yeah, it, 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 throughout the entire match, it really felt like Sheamus was just like sort of Damocles, like hanging over. Yeah. Him, like, yeah. The, like, he was just yeah. there, like eyeing him the whole time. The threat was there. You're like, oh shit, when he comes out, it's going to fucking kick off. And it did. The build into just the rivalry between yeah. Drew and Sheamus going into this was outstanding. And then the fact that they just locked them in there and Sheamus had, hadn't Sheamus won his way into being the last man did, in as yeah, well, he, like the week he, before? He beat, did he beat Drew or something? Or something, something like that. He had a match the week yeah. before to basically ensure he was the freshest man in there. Yeah. Everything, for me, everything pointed towards Sheamus potentially causing the upset there. Because we he had all the momentum it. going in. I think a lot of us thought it. I wouldn't have been upset if they had. Absolutely oh, not. Like, Seamus yeah. has had a phenomenal, not just six months, last year or so. Everything he did, uh, like with the feud with Big E and that match that they had, the, the street fight or false count anywhere, whatever it was. Uh, and then he's, his match against Riddle at Mania. He's been rewarded with the US title, the work he's doing with that and getting people over that. He's, oh, he's awesome. He's been one of the unsung heroes. Everyone, everyone, Barcelona, got a long time. Yeah, that chamber match is great. That's a good shout. Yeah, good shout. Yeah, good shout, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. Nice, mate. Uh, My defense is from AW Double or Nothing. Uh, and it is Pack versus Orange Cassidy versus Kenneth Omega. I, I've got, I've got it. I knew someone else's. I've got a feeling at least two of us have got this because I've got it. I had it on honorables, but yeah, it was. It made my list. I I only wanted to yeah. put one match from the show on, and I slightly preferred the tag match just because of the vibe, just because of like the, the crowd impact and sort of everything. It was yeah. earlier in the show, but yeah, this match was absolute classic, instant classic. Yeah. Yeah. For me, who, as you guys know, and I'm sure anyone listening knows, I'm not the biggest fan of Kenny Omega, and I will take any opportunity to slight the noodle hair bastard. However, this was really, really fun. Um, it's all like Orange Cassidy is highly entertaining to watch. He's all right. He's just a nasty, nasty man in a ring, and that's always really entertaining to watch. And actually, Kenny's really good, isn't he? He's all right. And uh, this was. He's all right. He'll, he'll, he'll do. He'll do. He's no, he's no Kiwi, but you know, can't have everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it turns out when you put like three incredible wrestlers in the ring for a triple threat match and give them like half an hour, they just have an amazing match. You know, yeah. who, who knew? Yeah. Well, you say that like I don't know. There's a, like WWE a book a triple threat match with three guys argue like on their own. You go, yeah, they're capable of a great match, and then they're. Like I don't know, they just kind of mute them a little bit. Yeah, and allow them that freedom. Whereas this just had everything. And oh boy, the amount of times I thought Cassie was going to win that. Yeah, they they they, they, oh, they trolled us Lord. hard. They trolled the, hard. The, 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 the thing I loved about this match in particular is like in a lot of triple threat matches, obviously the, the pace dictates that two guys fight, but one guy just rest on the outside. Yeah, but there was a lot. There was hardly any of that. No, no, this was just <laughs> no. constant, constant moving parts. Like yeah. people were always doing something. Everyone was always doing something, and it was it was phenomenal. Yeah, man. It was yes. Work right the match. 
Mm-hmm. Yep. And now a word from our sponsors. Do you like beer? Of course you do. Do you like wrestling? You wouldn't be here if you didn't. Check out topropebrewing.com, our very own Big Tasties brewery. They do a great deal of wrestling-themed beers, including Cold Stone Cream Austin Ice Cream Pale Ale and Papa Mango Mango Pale Ale also. They also do an array of T-shirts, masks, cans, and mini kegs. Check out topropebrewing.com, or if you live in the Liverpool area, go to the Brew Tap in Bootle. And thatchface.com, where if you've got a minging beard, you can get beard balms, oils, and grooming kits. They also do apparel. If you put whatever you want in your basket, and then go, Aaron, where do you get your discount? You go into the promo code at the bottom, type in UWP20 for 20% off. And proceeds of your purchase do go to stick your cancer charities. Uh, tasty. Okay, um, I'm gonna keep it. Oh, I'm gonna keep it AEW, obviously. I'm gonna take you to May the 12th. I'm gonna take you to Darby Allen versus Miro for the TNT Championship. And this was the coronation of God's favorite champion, <laughs> the birth of the Redeemer. <laughs> this was just Miro slapping the shite out of Darby Allen for about 15 minutes. <laughs> And he, I mean, like, and as as he said, as Mira said in the build-up, you find you're gonna find out what happens when the man who's not afraid to die meets the man who doesn't mind killing. <laughs> wow, what a line! <laughs> <laughs> and this match, I mean, it wasn't it wasn't like a technical masterpiece, but the, the psychology was amazing, the storytelling was amazing. There was a bit where like Darby, Mira had literally just thrown Darby into like just not even into the rip into the corner, just into the ropes. He just like threw him into the ropes, like smacked his head on the second rope, Jesus. and Darby was out like Darby was like glazed over eyes. And he sort of like looked up, like looked at Sting. Sting looked at him, Sting was on the outside. And Darby just stuck like weakly just stuck his hand out for a fist bump. And Sting on the outside, knowing that Darby was utterly boned and could not win. Just like solemnly fist bumped him in like support. Jesus Christ! And, like, and he didn't didn't try and interfere in the match. He just he just like yep, yeah, you've you're out your depth here, lad. You know there's there's nothing I can do to help you. You've just got to you've just got to take you've just got to get through this. And then just got to hope to survive. Then, <laughs> and then Miro proceeded to absolutely murder him. It was the first time he employed. I think it was the first time he employed that like the sort of the new sort of wrench back. Ben back game over here. Ben back on the game. That's not what they call that. Was formerly known as the accolade. Formerly, yeah, yeah, but now he, he puts it on and he doesn't just stand there. He like, oh, so he just falls like, backwards. backwards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and it, 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 he passes Darby out in it. He, 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 he puts him to sleep and he, yeah, he wins the title. It was it was not quite as shocking as the Brody Lee one the year before against Cody, but it was still like first Mira to come in and just clean the decks with the champion mm. was was unbelievable. It was it was fantastic. And it, the, it pushed Miro to the moon. It, it's the... Um, like most Jeopardy Derby's ever been in, I think, as well. Like, it with with Derby matches, they always have it where he'll get beat up, but he'll always like hold his own. Whereas this was the first time he couldn't hold his own. It's like in The Simpsons, you know, where Homer can always just take the punishment when he's boxing, yeah. and then he comes up against like um, Frederick Tatum and he just batters him basically. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, really good match. I enjoyed that a lot. Um, I already know Big Tasty's going to kick off about this one. Oh, I know. Because um, he's threatened to already. Um, my next one is the main event of WrestleMania Night 2. Roman was- versus Edge versus Daniel Bryan in a triple was- threat match. 
It was quickly scored out as soon as Tasty went, if you pick this one and not the other one, um, <laughs> um, right, I'll, I'll just read that one off my list as well then, because that's on there. Yeah. <laughs> He, he, he said, that was, it, was, it, was, it, was, it was a fine match but a stupid finish yeah fair, <laughs> fair, fair play mate um, yeah I, I thought the whole storytelling throughout the match where Roman had tapped out to Brian before and Brian was like there because despite the fact that he'd already lost to Roman um, and Edge was like unhinged because of it and both men were basically just trying to take Roman out and topple the dictator Um Obviously, had Jay interfering on his behalf and getting murdered by Edge. Uh, we had the cool double cross face where um, Brian had like the yes lock on, and then Roman yeah. had like the the bar from the cheap the chair in his teeth. Um, yeah, it it was just a very very cool match. Um, and yeah, while I agree with Big Tasty, I didn't like the the double pin. The visual of it after, like afterwards was a pretty cool shot where well, he I mean, was that, them it, both. The vision at the end was that good he made a shirt out of it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, vis, the visual of him stood over both of them stacked on on top of each other yeah. was like it, it gave him like real Thanos energy. Fucking yeah. To be fair, I I up this on it, but every time I stack anything in the brewery now, I always shout, smash him stack. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So you know I do that when I'm making like a club sandwich. <laughs> that's it um, but yeah it was, just, it was just an awesome match yeah really. man yeah I, it's on mine as well great call really really great call Aaron do you, do you want some more backyardness I think you not, deserve some more backyardness not really pal <laughs> <laughs> from Wrestlemania to the backyard what is this that's right <laughs> um, I'm going to go GC June 5th GC W tournament is survival, the final of the tournament. Akis Kogar versus Alex Colon. Um, the story of Alex Colon going for his third in a row, doing like the Michael Jordan of Deathmatch Wrestling, just going for the three. Akis <laughs> uh, Kogar being uh, like the the right hand man of Ricky Shane Page in his group 440. Like he's been the wingman of Ricky Shane Page. This, little nasty bastard the silver tooth saber or whatever he's called fucking he literally has silver teeth that's the thing but anyway he's very good deathmatch wrestler he had a match at spring break which solidified him as being good a mad um, bastard a mad bastard his thing is basically if you like skewer sticks in people's heads Atticus Koger's the guy for you is <laughs> we go Nothing, nothing surprises me with you anymore, Aaron. <laughs> nothing. Oh, it's so good. Just Certainly not after the shenanigans you watched on Sunday. <laughs> luminous green skewer sticks just going, whoa, float them up inside somebody's forehead. Looking like one of those fish that lives really, really low down in the sea. <laughs> it's got the glow sticks on his head. <laughs> um, yeah, Alice Cologne as well is like deathmatch royalty these days. Like ridiculously over with everyone, and basically, if you like blood, glass, barbed wire, skewer sticks, the lot, this is the match. Uh, I'm pretty sure if I remember rightly, it was on a solid canvas, wood canvas as well. Like there was no matting on the ring; it was barbed wire ropes, 
it was ridiculous. And these guys already had two death matches before this match on the same night. <laughs> Fuck about. Oh, it's such well, a good... <laughs> you, you, you just got to hope they had tetanus shots as well. Yeah. <laughs> tetanus shots worth their COVID tests. I, I've, I've seen a few gifts of At- Atticus Kogar. He looks fucking mental. Atticus Kogar is... He's grow like... His spring break match against Masada, who is also a deathmatch legend, is an honourable mention for me because it was the first introduction of Arakis Kogar and by fuck, he's very, very good. <laughs> Look at the state of him. It looks like he'd really, really, really hurt you. Like, that, that, that's the whole point. Like, and, like, and enjoy like, it. Just, like just for no reason. For no just reason, just... Just in, just in, in the queue in front of him at Mackey's waiting for your nugs and then some skewers in the back of your neck. Skewer sticks. Fucking hell. End up, t- end up turning you into some kind of weird stegosaurus type thing. What the fuck is that picture? Oh, just, he's so Yeah, just, oh, it's fucking insanity. I, him and Jordan Oliver are the two guys I seem to enjoy the most. Watching in GCW just for two completely different things as well, and, and they're like night and day. <laughs> yeah, they're they're literally night and day, and it's so good. Mental, <laughs> absolutely fucking absurd. And also, it says that Atticus Koga defeated Colby Carino via thumbtack faceplant because that's a finishing move. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's so good. Like, end, that's something, that's something I both simultaneously do and never want to see. <laughs> Honestly, that tournament of survival final match is ridiculous. It's so good. Nice. Uh, my next one from from one nasty bastard to another. Mine comes from NXT Takeover Stand and Deliver. Pete Dunn versus Kushida, Birmingham's finest. Pete Dunn. Wow. This Se- second finest behind Big Sexy Trent, but yeah, <laughs> this very nearly made it onto mine. Yeah, um, this is this is so good. It was a very technical, very stiff, exactly what you'd expect from these two, um, and just I, I was so excited for it beforehand. I love Pete Dunn. I've na- made no secret of that. Kashida took a while to grow on me. Mainly because he was how he was booked. Now he's doing yeah, I sterling think, I think it's, work. It's, it's it's taken him a little bit of time to find his feet yeah. in NXT, I think, and sort of adapt and sort of get into the style. Yeah. Now he's doing. But I think I, I think his, his matches with Johnny Gargano really helped. I think that, mm. uh, that sort of did him to me very much as, as a wrestler. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I'd heard a lot of kind of pomp and and, and cheer about him when he joined and, and the stuff he'd done before in, in New Japan, uh, was it the, the the junior heavyweight division and stuff like that? Mm. Um, but for, He was also in a dope tag team with Alex Shelley, which is worth checking out. The time splitters. Oh yeah, the time splitters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, for me, this was the match that really, really made me enjoy Kushida. And I, yeah, I could have watched that for like another 10, 15 minutes. Just so good, so good. Neither one of them scared to try and snap the other one in half by any means necessary just yeah absolutely superb and Pete Dunne will be the first English WWE champion I'm almost certain of that yes yeah agreed he's not the first British though is he do you want to get get in the way (laughs) 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 (la
Do you want to go in the waiting room? <laughs> it's, it's, it's all right, mate. We'll give the Scots wrestle and we've got fuzzy. I mean, I mean, he will be next year after the after the independence referendum money. <laughs> hey. Tasty. After another failed one of them. <laughs> uh, right, next up, I'm going to go for some. I'm going to go for a match that was just really good fun. So I'm going to take you, if you can cast your minds, all the way back to February the 10th, AEW Dynamite. We're talking about a tag match. It was Lance Archer and John Moxley versus Kenta and Kenny Omega in a Falls Count Anywhere match. Yes, boy. And this was like this was like the spirit of like Attitude Era hardcore matches where they just yeah. went all the fuck over the place. Like they ended up in a kitchen, hitting each other with shit. Kenta was doing double foot stomps off everything. Uh, yeah, it was just insanity. Isn't and it that, was Kenta in AEW. Didn't Archer like launch a uh, sack of potatoes at Kenta at one point as well? Yes, he literally hit him with a sack of potatoes. <laughs> it was insanity. It was absolutely wild. They fought all, but it, but then it wasn't like they actually managed to document the whole thing. So it wasn't like they they cut away. They they followed them all the way, like with the cameras. The camera crew followed them, so you saw them go through all the corridors and like. They kept it, the action like framed. It was really well shot, really well put together, um, really well sort of. Just every, every, all the guys did really good work. It's it's kind of it's not upsetting, but it's a little unfortunate that we haven't seen Kenta back in AW since. Cause I really enjoyed his like little. He was like um, he was like some sort of weird, like assassin that had come to like do in John Moxley, which was kind of nice. Yeah. And yeah, it was it was uh, it was just yeah, hilariously good fun. Because if you like if you like matches where people, I mean like like Aaron style shit where like people get hit with everything, then uh, this is this is one for you. It was a very very fun match indeed. I enjoyed that a lot. Again, and it was, very nearly it was made my list. See, it was lovely to see Archer up there in that in that main event as well, and sort of put the top of the card because he is a phenomenal talent. Yeah, he, I know he he gets written off as like just a big guy, but he can do some mad shit, and it, it was good to see him getting his due. Yeah, he's like the. He, he reminds me of like Undertaker in the way that Undertaker could do stuff that a guy his size had no right of doing, but only yeah. with the fucking volume turned right up to eleven. Because you see Taker doing a moonsault of an old school, school will you? Um, my next one is gonna stick with AEW, and you went for fun. I'm I'm taking that fun away. I'm going for Miro versus Evil Uno. Um, <laughs> Look how this, upset this, they are. I'm, 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 I'm leaving the call. Sorry. This, this, <laughs> this happened on the fifth uh, of June um, episode, the Dynamite. Uh, it was a Friday night one, I think, or a Saturday night one. Um, and it was the first time we really saw Miro being a horrible, horrible bastard. Um, he said he said at one point that uh, he, he hopes Evil Uno doesn't bring his masterwork so he can see the fear on his face when he Jeez. stood across the ring and realised he's made a bad mistake. Um, and it was literally every time... Uno, Uno would outsmart Miro every now and again. You think, oh my God, Uno's going to beat Miro. This will be fucking amazing. Even though we knew Miro was going to just kill him. Like, the, the, the most heartbreaking part of the match, all the dark world that come out, even negative one, they're all cheering Uno on. Uno hits the discus lariat and Miro no-sells it and then just locks him in game over and makes him look Brody Jr. in the eye as he taps out. Good it was the most heinous thing I've ever seen an AEW do. And then as soon as as soon as he wins, they give him the belt and he like literally just shoves the belt in all their faces at rings yeah. as he walks past them. It was it was wow. like the, it was like the most evil thing Miro's done as TNT champion so far. It was fucking incredible. And that uh, is why he's God's favorite champion. <laughs> yeah. And also it, as I say, it it really kind of 
solidified like Uno was a good singles guy um, the storytelling was second to none for me I thought really yeah because well, obviously the TNT titles got such an extra meaning to the Dark Order yeah it was, it was, it was, it was Brody's belt you know it was the belt Brody and, 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 and like, the build and up been this, for there's, it well there's, there's been this storyline ever since mm-hmm. like Derby won it that like they've been trying to like get it back almost yeah but now obviously Mira is an absolute murderer so <laughs> you don't really want to you don't really want to step in the ring I with him because it was actually um, the title shot was actually given to John Silver as a birthday present off Tony Khan in yeah. kayfabe and then because he was he wasn't cleared he gifted it to Uno yeah and yeah it was probably not the best present to give to your mate but you know yeah and also the fact that it's now like playing a part in the Hangman story as well it's it, it's yeah. such an like such an unintentionally important match and that's what I really like about it um and yeah, I, like I, I watched it live. There was multiple times I believed Uno was going to beat Nero, even though I shouldn't have, because realistically, but like legitimately, the most upsetting thing I've seen in wrestling this year. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, no doubt. It was fucking heartbreaking to watch that finish, but it was so good. Beautiful, Aaron. What you got next? Well, we got number eight. Just uh, so it came. Hi, hi. Seven. 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 So there's four left. <laughs> Fucking hell. Um, I'll go for... We'll go to spring break again. Will we? Aye, we'll go to spring break. <laughs> aye, will, we, will, we, will, we, will we, pal? We, we will, aye, <laughs> since it's that good a show. Uh, <laughs> Rich Swan versus Lee Moriarty. It was a very, very good match. Like Rich, I mean, Rich One's been having a low key, excellent career yeah. since leaving WWE. Mm-hmm. Yes. And Lee Moriarty is actual money. Yeah. He's, he's that good. Fucking incredible. Yeah. Um, like, Rich Swan on that whole weekend for GCW is fantastic. Like, he had a match with Tuco Scorpio on For the Culture. Yeah, he fucking uh, did. I can't remember who else he had a match on GXW, but he had a match against someone. Um, but this match against Lee Moriarty was his best one. That would have been it then for VXW then, Hi. or VXS or whatever it is. Um, yeah, Rich Swan, Lee Moriarty, just proper wrestling. Rich Swan, low-key banging matches as always. Lee Moriarty, seen him literally that weekend was the first time seeing him in other matches. Like, And it was just good to see him. Like, by the time I got to this match with Rich One, I was like, I'm quite buzzing for this just because this Lee Moriarty's like intrigued me so much over the like four matches beforehand he's had <laughs> on the same weekend. Yeah, yeah, it, it, I'm, it's like 20, 25 minutes, just banger, just solid wrestling. It's so awesome. good. Like, it's, there's no storyline to it, just wrestling. <laughs> Rasslin. Also, also <laughs> Lee Moriarty designs Danhausen's uh, merchandise. Fun fact. Nice. I mean that Danhausen. That Danhausen. I love that Danhausen. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, it's me next today. Yeah. Come on then. Uh, Mako Satomura versus Kaylee Ray, NXT UK, June the 10th. <clears throat> um, we all knew who was going to win this, didn't we? But, oh, did they tease a couple of false finishes? Uh, Kaylee Ray looking like every bit of champion coming out at the end of that match as she did go in. Um, Mako Satomura living up to her name uh, as the, the final boss. Um, 
That's fucking superb. Really, really good. As I say, like we we'd called it before. They'd had a match previous to this where Kaylee Ray retained, and we all said it was only a matter of time before Mako took it. But the the fashion in which she did, and oh man, this match is so good, so good. And and they, and they gave it a good twenty odd yeah. minutes as well. Which yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it went. It went, and, and they did everything. Yeah. Yes, they did. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, <laughs> Just super kicks to the jaw, and like there was several of those, and they looked like they genuinely hurt, and and yet it still carried on, and oh mate, it's it's good. It's um, just go and watch it if you haven't if you haven't watched it, just do it. Yeah, was it was it when Kaylee like super kicked Mako like through the ropes and she like went flew off the apron? Yeah, and it was like, yeah. Oh, there was some there was some gnarly spots. Yeah. yeah, but it was it was it was lovely. Outstanding. Um, yeah. Go check it out. Tasty. Yeah, man. Yep. My next up. Uh, so this is actually, sorry, Alan, this is actually, this is number eight, eight now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Uh, so uh, I'm going to have another one from, <clears throat> not a minor from like, give me just episodes of Dynamite, which is sort of testament to how mentally I don't even booking this show over the last sort of six months. Um, I'm going to have the Young Bucks and Brandon Cutler versus the Lucha Brothers and Laredo Kid. From AEW Dynamite, March twenty fourth. This was a, this is a fantastic show. Um, it's a fantastic match. It was literally just tag team insanity. Basically, um, you take the Lucha Brothers, you throw in Laredo Kid, you give them the Young Bucks. Brandon Cutler's also there. You know, let, let <laughs> and Brandon it. Cutler. I always say Brandon Cutler's a really underrated um, competitor, and his gimmick is sort of that he's a bit shit, <laughs> when actually he's really good. And every now and then he gets to show off like what he can do in matches like this, and he's he's. It's really easy to be a shit wrestler. It's really hard to be a good wrestler pretending to be a shit wrestler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think Brandon Cutler does it really, really well. Um, and yeah, you've just got you've just got like literally Phoenix, Penta, and Laredo Kid trying to one up each other with like dives and top rope moves and jumping off the ropes and springboards. And you've got the Young Bucks being the slowest team in a match, which is always fun when they when that dynamic flips on them because like they're normally the quick guys. And yeah, it's just it's AEW. It's just the best of of AEW tag team actually in one match. It's phenomenal. Sweet, yeah, good call, cool. right. Jay. I'm, that's what I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to pluck one out of my honourable mentions here because I've only got one left. Seeing as we're uh, did you say this is number nine or number eight? Yeah, it's number eight. So you got two eight. more. Oh Christ. Okay, well, <laughs> I, mate, don't worry. I've had to pick two out of there, and I'm worried that whatever you say next, I'm going to have to pick a third out. My honourable mentions. I, I am almost certain that my other one that I've got left, but me and you both have. Okay, I'm almost certain. Um, okay, and I think if it was if Big Tape had any WWE match on his on his list, it probably would have been that one as well. Um, so I'm going to hold fire on that. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go to back to Wrestle Kingdom, boys. Um, I can't remember if it was night one or night two because I didn't like the date down for some reason but it was Shingo Takagi versus Jeff Cobb night two I've got it on mine as well <laughs> <laughs> yes boy for the never and open weight yeah for the never open weight title it was just them throwing each other around beating the shit out of each other for oh. 20 minutes we all thought Jeff Cobb was going to win yeah was because convinced we convinced kind of- Jeff Cobb was going to win <laughs> We were all kind of like saying, oh yeah, Shingo's going to go on to bigger things. He needs to get rid of that. And then he just like, he beat, yeah, he beat Cobb clean as a whistle. Like, oh, fucking hell. Okay. I mean, <laughs> that, that happened for Shingo just just a little later. 
Yeah, <laughs> yeah it, it took a while. <laughs> oh, yeah. mate, yeah. This was awesome. Well, oh, so good. Um, yeah, it was just a hoss fight with two guys. Well, Jeff Cobb's a hoss, but Shingo's not really a hoss. He's just a he's just a, a hard bastard. Like he's, he's hard. He's a, he's a unit. He's, he's not a, a junior hoss. He's literally yeah. a junior hoss. <laughs> you, you say that. Hoss he's, he's, he's considered like a junior. You were saying earlier on, like he was in the... the he's, he's a heavyweight But he's, he's a heavyweight now. I was going to say, you stand yeah. next to him. He's no junior heavyweight. He's thick. So he was a heavyweight back then as well, to be fair. Yeah. A, t- he a was generous like junior. Of, um, like, like what Buddy Murphy was to the cruiserweight division in WWE. When, when he dropped down to 205. <laughs> Bunny is thirty, but he was actually t- say, he was saying he was two hundred five. <laughs> he was probably closer to three hundred five than he was two hundred five. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, yeah, th- this was awesome. It didn't let up at all. It was just fucking oh, mayhem, just relentless. Just, just who can hit each other the hardest? Yeah, it was great. Really yeah. fun match. Big fan of this. Big, big fan of this match. Yeah, great shout, uh, Aaron. What I'm have you got from us from GCW again? Well, well, funny you say that <laughs> because technically it's not GCW. Don't get technical. Where's it from? Technically, it's from JCW. Oh, f- <laughs> <laughs> What's your Globe Championship wrestling? <laughs> oh. Did it take place in someone's backyard or a council estate? Funny you say that. It happened the same the same night just after tournament of survival. Right. On the exact same night, same arena, same eye. Right. Council right. Estate Brawl. Aye. aye. <laughs> uh, friend of the podcast, Crowbar versus Ricky Shane Page. Yes, Crowbar. Stick that up your hoop. Up your hoop. Also friend of the podcast, Ricky Shane Page. Yes, aye. right. Uh, the show was called JCW After Hours the show is literally free on YouTube the whole show Uh, it's the last match of the card Um, basically Ricky Shane Page even though he's meant to be 440 a bad guy comes out to his fucking baby face fucking shenanigans that he used to do before he had this group and everyone's like wait what the fuck's happening here the fuck is going on why is he doing this he's meant to be like a cunt uh, no one has a clue. Everyone questions it. And then Crowbar comes out in fucking opera music, looking like a fucking unit. Uh, basically, <laughs> he's, he's sick of the youth and he wants to show that he's still got it. And basically, you get fucking swantons through overtop ropes onto barricades and fences getting... By, by the end of the match, there's this barricade that I'm pretty sure it looks like a Swiss roll. By the end of the match, <laughs> it's been that, it's been that buckled. It's ridiculous. Yeah, and R- Ricky Shane Page gets to win. It's just a good match, and just see a pro bar do things like better than he used to do. <laughs> Mad, <laughs> because also Ricky Shane Page's entrance music is an absolute banger. Yeah, you need to always remember that. Yeah, before he has his group, and you get to hear it this match as well. It's just well, well done on just having a show where I wasn't really interested and went, oh, I might look into this match and it was a low-key banger. Like, there wasn't that much, like, ridiculous, oh, deathmatch backyardness. There wasn't actually that much of it. Oh, well, that's pleasant. 
Yeah. <laughs> I think that's the thing though people forget about Ricky Shane Page is that he's a really good wrestler. He just lot, does a lot of deathmatch stuff. A lot a lot of the GCW guys are. Yeah. Like they're really good wrestlers, just they're more known for being deathmatch yeah. people. It, it's it's easier to gif like them getting thrown through a pane of glass than it is them doing something cool though, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like they get more Fucking mainstream for it. So, mm. uh, my next entry is from uh, only a few weeks ago, actually, thirteenth of June, twenty twenty one. NXT Takeover in your house. Uh, the main there event of Pete Dunn versus <laughs> Conor Riley versus Johnny Gargano versus Adam Cole versus Karrion Cross. Um, big multi man match. It was the, the storyline in this was everyone trying to take out Cross in any way possible so that the rest of them could just kind of have their match taking out the biggest threat. And every time Cross came back in, he came in looking like fucking Thanos. But then whenever the other guys had their opportunities to fight, whether it was one-on-one or like the three of them, the four of them, or whatever it was, there were some superb spots. The chemistry between those guys is unreal. And we already knew that going into the match. We're putting them in this with then the added danger of carrying Cross being there um, was superb. Some really cool little team-up bits, like where Cole and uh, O'Reilly teamed up to smash Cross through the desk, even though they were in the middle of like a, a fucking a blood feud, if you like. The fact that they realised they had to take him out in order to kind of stand a chance in the match. Um, Pete Dunne just looking fucking awesome. Some really, really cool spots of him with the whole joint manipulation. Johnny Gargano being the the, the typical kind of shithouse like heel and his tactics there. There's some really cool, cool like throwbacks. Uh, the, the super kick with the, the moonsault uh, that Cole hit on Ricochet a couple of years back. They kind of revisited that spot. Um, and the finish of the match was also really cool where we had O'Reilly uh, locking in Cole into submission and then Cross comes in uh, and puts the submission on, I think it was on O'Reilly, wasn't it? And O'Reilly had yeah. to basically relinquish the submission on Cole and then eventually kind of like succumb to the the, the cross jacket. Um, it was outstanding. It was really good. I know a few people like knocked on this and, and they weren't as big a fan and they didn't really like the involvement of Cross and just like the chemistry between the other guys, which I understand, Like, but having him as the constant threat, the constant big boss there, that essentially everyone had to try and get rid of at any opportunity whenever he showed himself made for a really cool dynamic. But yeah, it was it's a superb match. Um, and for me, it really got over Cross as the the absolute, I, I say end boss, uh, and that's used a few times, but he's he went against, and they, they said it before and during the match, the kind of the Mount Rushmore of NXT. These are the guys that are kind of the, the pillars of NXT and the fact that he's overcome all of them uh, whether it be in singles competition over the last few weeks, months, but then collectively in the fact that he called out this match before and said, I just want to face everyone. It was superb. Absolutely love this. Um, I, I, I feel like uh, I've not got NXT or NXT UK on this list at all. I mean, you don't watch NXT UK, do you, boy? I don't watch NXT UK. The only takeover I watched this year is the Valentine's Day one, say Valentine's Day Massacre. And yeah. I was all... When was that? That was all uh, February. 14th of February, mate. Oh, of course they did. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Valentine's Day, you know. Uh, uh, Whatever. Um, it's just another yeah. day. 
Like, I, I feel like if I did watch the takeovers, that would be the match for me. Five guys, four of them running a bit like mad, or some big bastard just swats them off. Fucking yeah. Brian right. Senna. So as, as Troy said, it, it had a definite pace to the match, a definite rhythm. <coughs> where, like, it almost felt like it was in stages. So, like, uh, they'd, they'd bat across the ring and then they'd all start doing their, like, flipping shit and kicking each other, super kicks and whatever. And then, like, Cross would come back in like an angry dad and just telling the kids to pipe down and just <laughs> And then they'd all gang up and put him out again, and then they go back to it, and like then he come back in again. It was almost like like waves of like a, I forgot like it's like a boss fight, like the boss keeps coming back in waves and it's like decimating everyone. Anyone ever played the remake of? They did the remake of Resident Evil Three, and they had the fucking uh, what's it, the tyrant or whatever it was. So on Nemesis. the original Nemesis, on the original games, Nemesis could never come into the save room. On the remake, the Nemesis fucking kicked open the hinges of the door to come into the save room <laughs> and you were never safe. That's what this felt like. The guys are just going about their business, having a match, just, you know, trying to do their thing and fucking crosses there like Nemesis at every opportunity coming in and fucking oh, up and your shit. Cross and, he's, and he's suplexed everybody. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah th- this was also on my list. That was the last the last one, uh, one for me. I thought I thought I might... That that was to be honest. That was the only WWE match I thought Big Tasty was gonna definitely put on his list. Because mm. it's one of the only ones I watched. Well, that, <laughs> and also because I remember out into it, all three of us were when we were watching it. We were like, yeah, yeah this it was fucking I, amazing. I, I, I mean, we watched that. It was like two o'clock, half two in the morning, yeah, and yeah. we all had a few beers, and it was just the funnest time. Yeah. Like, watching that match, it was just cause it was just it was just carnage for like twenty five minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was great. Nice, tasty. Your number nine. Uh, right, I'm gonna go to my honorable mentions I'm going to leave my last one because I wanted to be the last one for a reason uh, so I'm going to pick a match that again I didn't really see this one coming um, and it really surprised me and I, I really enjoyed it uh, it was again from the from the March 24th episode of Dynamite which I think we've been we've been to before yeah from the same episode as uh, the, my last match actually um, March 24th Dynamite this wasn't one I was expecting well in, in hindsight I probably should have it was Nyla Rose versus Ty Conti yeah Ooh. fair has a show I and it was it well again and again it was sort of like a, a testament to the to the rejuvenation of the AW women's division. And this match was I think it was Ty's third match against Nyla. This was the was this the semis of the No, this is the one she this, won. This is the one she won. Okay. Yeah, so this is this is Ty Conti finally getting the win. It was a rematch then of the semis of the yeah, tournament. It was, it was a rematch of, of the of the women's tournament. So T- Nyla had beaten Ty twice. And yeah, this was just Tiger and Beast mode on Nyla, basically, with all of the judo kicks in the world. Yeah. Um, and all of the judo moves and all of the big knees to the face. And yeah, Nyla simultaneously being a monster and selling like an absolute badass for Ty. And it really, yeah, I think this is the match that for a lot of people put Ty on the map <laughs> and solidified. Like, she's had a she's had a phenomenal 12 months since since she got released from, from NXT. Like, she's really found her feet in AW and she's quickly become one of the best women on the in the women's roster. Uh Nana Rose remains an absolute pillar of that division who can just have a decent match with anybody and make anybody look good if she, you know it's yeah. And it's it told a really good story and it's always fun when like when like the, the smaller baby face overcomes the massive monster heel, you know, it's it's always a good laugh. Always a good story in wrestling. And yeah, this was yeah, Ty Conti's arrival basically onto like the, the sort of upper echelons of the AW women's division, which was fantastic to see. Um, I'm going to have to dip into the old honourable mentions again because <laughs> I've run out now um, so I'm going to go for a match that literally happened 
in the last couple of weeks. I don't have the exact date because I couldn't be bothered googling it. But it was. <laughs> a, I, I only watched. I only watched it like last week as well. Um, and it's not what you think, boys. Um, it's the Ring of Honor Survival of the Fittest final. Um, a six-man elimination match: Bandido versus Demonic Flamita versus the Dirty Daddy Chris Dickinson versus Rhett Titus versus Brian Johnson versus Eli Isom. Um, so yeah, it was a six-way elimination match for the number one contendership of the Ring of Honor title, um, and it was Lucha Rules. So basically, there was f- four of the guys were on the apron and only two guys in the ring at the same time. But it was really fast-paced. So if anyone ever got knocked out of the ring, another guy could come in off the apron. Didn't have to tag in. Um, and it was just literally 25 minutes of just mayhem. Um, ended up with Bandido winning. There was some awesome spots in this match. Um, Bandido's finishing never ceases to amaze me. It's like a it's like a running float over snap German suplex. It's insane. Um, there was a bit where Demonic Flamita beat the living shit out of Bandido with chairs, and it was like to the point where it got uncomfortable. Um Lots of really good technical wrestling from uh, Chris Dickinson and Rhett Titus. And the final two as well were Bandido and Eli Isom, who no one really expe- really expected to be there because he was like kind of just like the wild card entry in the match. Um, and yeah, Bandido managed to uh, managed to beat him and win. And I'm really excited for him and Rooster. It's, it's that fast-paced match. I'd just say go and watch it because it was fucking insane. Um, the date for it was yeah. June twenty sixth. Thanks, mate. Thank oh, you. Like a good. week or so ago. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds like the type of thing I'd be really up for. So yeah, I'll give that, uh, give that up. It's, uh, I'm it's, pretty sure it's free on Fight TV as well. Yeah, it's oh, it's free on Fight TV if you just yeah. type in Ring of Honor. So happy days. Yeah, I love a bit of that. It was mayhem. It was good. Maham. Nice. Yeah. Uh, Uran, talk to me. You know what? You don't get free the WWE Network because it's nine ninety nine a month, as they always tell you. <laughs> <laughs> um, we're going to January thirty first. We're going to the Royal Rumble. Royal Rumbles are not getting chosen because that's cheatsies. I thought Elimination Chamber was playing a bit cheatsies. So no <laughs> rumbles. I mean, you, you could have had the Rumble match if you wanted, mate. Nah, that, that, that's cheatsies. That'll be two spaces just like that. <laughs> I nearly picked the women's rumble to be fair. Um, I'm going to go the opening match of the night for the WWE title Drew McIntyre versus Goldberg. Really? Because I was shitting myself so much. (laughs) I was going to say, is this because you were watching it with us on a delay? Fucking shitting myself. Aaron's bum. 5p, 50p, 5p, 50p, 5p, 50p. <laughs> go back to watch the live stream as well of Aaron's face the whole, whole like, three minutes of the match. I literally muted you guys because I was so... Nah, I'm not having Goldberg taking this title for Drew. I refuse to believe it. <laughs> <laughs> and then the fact we're getting all the chaos, the five minutes of chaos before the match even started, I was like, oh, fuck, it's here we go. the spear through the barricade. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, oh, fuck, here we go. Here comes the fucking here slide comes the down pain. the hill. <laughs> the slide down the hill, here we go. I remember the theme. Yeah, oh, exactly. God. I remember the feed that I remember Brock Lesnar a one minute it, fucking thirty one or whatever it was. 
it probably didn't help that I was winding you up about that all day. Ah, to, to, to be fair, when we done predictions for it, it was very half and half. It was ridiculous. Yeah. I was I, like, nah, I'll refuse to have it. <laughs> I, I gave Goldberg the Charlotte Flair rule that you never bet against Charlotte Flair. Yeah. I, like, this, this was the most in jeopardy I feel Drew's title was before he lost it, was this match. Yeah. Because Goldberg could have Goldberg's booking title. beforehand. Yeah. <laughs> Goldberg could have easily took that title, fucked off for three months, and showed up at Mania with the title. Yeah. Like, yep. so I was shitting myself. And that is the first time in what? Two years WWE made me properly invested, shaking myself for <laughs> the you worst time. And you, you didn't even need Pro Plus for that, did you? I, I didn't even need Pro Plus for that. <laughs> oh. Nice, nice. Um, I'm having to dip into my honourable mentions, so I will go with uh, from SmackDown on April the 30th. Essentially, what became like a loser leaves town match well not loser leaves town match but just like daniel bryan and roman reigns daniel bryan's last match in wwe um it's, it's fucking excellent much like the the cesaro match that i mentioned earlier um more justification not justification uh further confirmation if you like that roman reigns can actually have a really fucking good match we know it was there but it's only really kind of come out during this excellent excellent heel persona character work that he's been doing um uh, yeah this is awesome like this basically took up like the last half of smackdown i think like it was it was fucking banging it was so good um brian's whole thing going into it is like you know i'll i can make you tap out i've made you tap out before and and, and i'll do it again and oh i know there was loads of talk at this time around his contract and everything kind of thought he's gonna win it like surely he's got to win it. He's not going to go. He's not going to. He's not going to leave SmackDown. Like, and he fucking did. Not only did he leave SmackDown, but he left WWE. Hey, this is an awesome match, though. Really, really yeah. good. Daniel Bryan, like we know, much like Cesaro again. Not to compare the two, but we know can have an absolutely superb match with anyone. Um, and this was further testament to that. Really, really enjoyed it. And we got this on free TV. We got this on SmackDown. We didn't even get it on a pay-per-view. It was on SmackDown. It's fucking awesome. Yeah. Absolute banger. Tasty. Tasty. Ready for the yeah, final one? Final, Honourable my, mention. My, my final, my, oh, no, my final. It's my final main one. We'll get, we'll get on. Well, I don't know who everyone's final thing is, so that might be so, an issue. I mean, I, I, yeah. Someone else might have this. So I'm going to go for the pinnacle versus the inner circle. Blood and Guts from AEW Blood and Guts on May the 5th because this match was just everybody just gigging everywhere, bleeding everywhere, <laughs> diving everywhere. Um, there was so much, like this match was almost like a like an information overload. There was so, so much happened in this match that I missed like legitimately great spots when I watched it. Like the, there's, there's the bit where everyone just runs together. There's the bit where Sammy does like a fucking springboard cutter off the, you know, the, the second rope. There's everything it's it's just it's just everyone in the match just going all out um it's brutal it's old school there's tons of blood there's stiff moves there's people getting thrown into steel cages and 
the, the ring gets pulled up and people get spike piled around on the boards. It's just, it's just and it none, of, and none, of, none of that's the finish. Yeah. <laughs> so, so don't you worry about that. Um, the internet hates it because they wanted Jericho to fall on concrete. Fuck uh, the internet. Whoa, 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 whoa. Right. Right, hold on. <laughs> we won't delve into the details of this, but they could have easily made that look a lot better. Yeah, <laughs> but but you know, at um, least at least Jericho was able to like walk the next day, mate. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you don't know that. You didn't see him the next he, day. He wasn't. He wasn't <laughs> able to drive because he fucked his elbow. But he was able to walk. But the um, the psychology in this match and the sort of the story they told and like they really got over it. has been really weird. So the, the the pinnacle versus the inner circle has been like a few done in reverse. So like they they only started with the blow off. So this was like the first real meeting of them, and it was like the bloodiest, most serious match they could do. And now they're sort of taking it back to sort of want like person be person into interconnected feuds. I, so they almost. I wouldn't mind if they, like, literally did a rematch of that match as like the blow off the feud. Yeah, like the book ended it with two blood and guts matches. Yeah, with with blood and guts again. If anyone's yeah. not aware of blood and guts, is it's basically war games, but in um, AW. Yeah. yeah, war games. Exactly. Blood and um, guts. <laughs> blood and guts. <laughs> Doesn't quite roll for Tom nah, as well. Sort of sound, is it? It, it, it was just happening. Like the entrances were great. So like the inner circle all came out with like prison jumpsuits on, and they had the name of like the nearest prison where they were born on the back. And like, because they're like a prison gang, and like, yeah, and then they, they like, but they didn't, they weren't in cages because, like, on the outside, on outside either ring, and like, they were like psyching each other up before they all went in and stuff. It was, it was phenomenal. Like, like you said, the, the character work and, and the, the psychology and the and the, the stiffness and the violence in this match was, <laughs> was, was really, it was, it was great. Nice, good shit. And it was something totally, it was something totally different. And again, it was on free TV and it blew people's minds. Yeah. So it was on free TV, like, people didn't know what the fuck to have to do because there was that much blood and other nonsense going on there. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, was, uh, it was great. Um, cool. My final one, it is from uh, Honourable Mentions because all mine have gone now. <laughs> um, however, it does tie in very nicely to Big Tasties because it's part of that feud and it happened literally on the cut-off day. And that was MJF versus Sammy Guevara. Why are you shaking your head there? No, just you what? being happy with yourself. That was a just shame. My heat, is that all right? I, Not really. Me <laughs> being happy with myself. <laughs> I don't think it was that. Like Aaron, that Aaron's, Aaron's not happy. Aaron's not happy that Jay's happy with something. But usually, <laughs> I probably think some of your matches were shit, Aaron. But I didn't yeah. shake my head at you, did I? Makes a fucking change. That's all right, mate. He's, he's got one um, more entry left this it, it time. It was just a nice segue. It's fine. Um, yeah, <laughs> I I thought it was really cool. It was like a nice sort of like close to the uh, Daily's place. Um, run of AEW Dynamite. Um obviously a pre it was a precursor to that like really cool video package we got at the end. And MJF and Sammy Guevara just tried to kill one another. Um Sammy did that awesome dive like into the crowd onto MJF. And then MJF hit like a tombstone off the middle rope, which was insane and then hit his knee doing so, which then led to Sammy working over MJF's knee. Some awesome character work from MJF. Um, obviously lots of fuckery at the end from, from the pineapple in the inner circle because that's how these things go but uh, yeah it was just I just thought it was a really fun match and it 
it was a really nice sort of close to that era of AW. Yeah. Uh, that 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 dive into the crowd as well. There's no air to it whatsoever. If you've not seen it, oh, it is ridiculous. There is no air to it. It's literally like Sony was like some selling a like, like, like a like a piss missile. To quote <laughs> Pat McAfee, to quote Pat McAfee, he launched himself like an absolute piss Threw missile. Himself like a ninja star. <laughs> a shuriken. <laughs> he was spinning yeah. as well as he did. This this was on my honorable uh, mentions. It very nearly made my list. It yeah. was a phenomenal match. Um, that really yeah, good. It pushed it pushed another great match out off my list, which I'm going to put back into my honorable mentions for the next up. Um, just because of that dive, that dive put it over the top. That dive was insane. Yeah, man. Nice, Aaron. Final match. We'll we'll go back to Mania weekend, GCW, but not spring break. We'll go. <laughs> Did everyone shake their head? It's fine. It's cool. Yeah. Let 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 let's talk about blood sport, shall we? Disgusting. Right. All, right, all right, I'm I'm rescinding the head shake. Yeah. <laughs> the main event of John Moxley versus Josh Barnett is what we're going for because. Uh, People talk about working their cell into a shoot. This is shooting your cell into a work, this. That is fucking... <laughs> shooting <laughs> yourself into a work. Are you saying that they, they fake hit each other? They real hit each other so hard they end up fake hitting each other. Yeah. <laughs> that, is, that is how ridiculously hard hitting this match is. This will be one of the most like unspoken of jobs. Well, Moxley matches you'll ever hear from this year because it's not an AEW. Um, I think this is this, oh this my god, blood around this match was like the most distressed I've seen Renee on Twitter as well. Really? Yeah, th- this Moxley pissed blood everywhere, like literally pissing out of his head. And Moxley didn't even win the match. John Moxley lost a match. How often do we say that? It's a rarity, like, isn't it? And it wasn't you're, even you're, any. You're surprised John Moxley lost a match to Josh Barnett on Josh Barnett's blood sports. But it wasn't. Yeah, but it wasn't on AEW. John Moxley was by far the favourite going into that. By far. And how he won it as well. Pissing blood all over Josh Barnett's fucking arm whilst in a sleeper. He fucking clunks it. And he literally. He wins the match. Josh Barnett wins the match because Moxley passes out. Literally a second after that bell rings, Moxley's going, what the fuck am I doing? Fist flying away. Like, <laughs> oh, it's such a good ending. Such a good hard hit in. Like, just obviously it's meant to be like shoot wrestling, like quite UFC type matches. Shoot wrestling. Shoot wrestling. <laughs> shoot work wrestling and it honestly it's, 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 just, it's, it's just hot dodge fight club isn't it, yeah it's like that match is ridiculously hard hitting Moxley pisses blood and he doesn't even win and it's Sean Moxley it's ridiculous nice. so what you're saying Aaron is it's, it's like Raw Underground <laughs> so what Raw Bum- Underground Bum- wishes Bum- it was <laughs> yeah yeah yeah. it's what it's, they stole the idea of Mm. It literally, the, well, it used to be Matt the, Riddle's is, blood sport, didn't it? Yeah. Yes. Mm. Yeah. And he got tapped out by Minoru. Shame of Manga said, I could do this, but badly. <laughs> <laughs> got this idea. Yeah, and it, <clears throat> it. Did someone say sweaty dad? So, 
Where's, where's Shane showed, McMahon? <laughs> someone showed Shane on the phone backstage and he was like, oh, right, great idea. Sweat McMahon. Oh. <laughs> blood sweat. Blood sweat, blood sweat McMahon. <laughs> Shane McMahon's blood sweat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Christ. Right. That's the nines. That's all of our nines. Have we got Have we got our last one? Are we new or... Honor- that was... Was that was 10, mate. Oh, this oh, is your last one. Was that the 10th one? Your last one. Your you last one. Oh, okay. And you, in, then your honourables. Wow. I've you know Kevin, mate. I've got, oh, mate, most of mine have been mentioned. I ain't got my slim pickings left. Uh, what have I got <laughs> you left? Got, you've only got one. From my honourable mention that I can put in as a, as part of the top 10. Uh, Ilya Dragunov versus Rampage Brown versus Joe Coffey from NXT UK uh, on June the 24th. Yeah, because yep. Rampage Brown, because Ilya Dragunov, and then there's some Scotsman in there. But yeah, it was really, really fun. <laughs> I, I especially love like the follow-up promo they did the week after. Where it was, yeah. like, um, where it was like Joe and Rampage just sat in the room going... Well, that didn't solve oh, anything. That, that didn't solve <laughs> 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 like, them both laughing about it like, I'm absolutely fucked, and we're no further than we were <laughs> like just an hour ago. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. yeah this is cool. Love, um, lovely little hoss face. Yeah. <laughs> fake fake hoss Ilya Dragunov. Yeah. Legitimate hoss Ilya Dragunov. <laughs> yeah. A crush Holly style, 350 pounds. Alleged 350 pounds <laughs> Ilya Dragunov. Fresh, he fresh like a man of that weight. Fresh off breaking Dave Master Snows. <laughs> <laughs> That's that. Have, have we got any honourable mentions left? I've got, yeah, yeah, I'll throw a couple in. Um, any honourable mentions? So I've got, I've got, I'll just run mine. So only like three or four. Um, I've got Pinnacle versus Inner Circle Stadium Stampede Two. Didn't think it quite at the height of the first one, but I like the way they brought it in and out of the crowd and live to tape, which I thought was really good. Um, that one's been done. That one's been done. Ray Phoenix and Park versus the Young Bucks, AW Dynamite, April fourteenth. Probably as a pure wrestling contest, the best tag team match I've ever seen. Um, and I'll have Hangman Page versus Brian Cage at Double or Nothing. The pop Hangman, just the apocalyptic pop Hangman got me came out. It was a great match yeah. as well, but like literally the first the first crowd pop of like 18 months and it was worth waiting for. And just no one else has mentioned it, I'll throw it in here. Uh, very recently, Jungle Boy versus Kenny Omega. We talked about Jungle Boy beat Dax Harwood. These will be a series of matches that when we chart Jungle Boy's rise to the top of the professional wrestling industry, these will be the matches we talk about. That's his stepping stones to the top of the mm-hmm. business. And it- yes, boy. Yeah. Nice. I, I, I too had Jungle Boy and Omega there as well as like a little honourable because I thought yeah it was, it was just awesome it was really good man. Um, also the Pentagon and Pack versus the Young Bucks match a few weeks ago that was really good. Oh, yeah, that was an absolute banger. You could also possibly put in um, Kingston and Pentagon this week. Be, beating the Young Bucks this week, the first time the Young Bucks have lost in a year. Yeah. Damn. Um. And yeah, Kaylee versus um, Mako one. Can't yep. forget about that. That was yep. an absolute banger. Which I preferred to number two. I did because I, I got the finish spoiled for, uh, for me thanks to a <laughs> fucking glitch on the WWE network. Fuck's sake. Yeah. <laughs> Aaron, have you got any honourable mentions? Um, all of Spring Break. <laughs> all of Spring Break. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh shit! Actually, I've just, uh, just remembered. Like, um, Sorry, uh, Sting and Derby versus um, the Men of the Year as well. That was awesome. From okay. Double or Nothing. 
Go, yeah, go, because Sting, Sting yeah, actually did a wrestle. Sting was, was awesome in that match. Sting we did wrestles like, and it was impressive. Just, just because we were all sat there like together as well. We can't yeah. forget that. Yeah. All with yeah. our jaws on the floor. Like, that was amazing. Sting <laughs> just did a crossbody. Jesus yeah. Christ. Sting dived <laughs> off the stage onto another man. Man alive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nice. Sorry, Aaron. So aside hey. from all of spring break, what else did you have? Well, well, just just okay, just a couple of things, right? Um, Akis Koger versus Deathmatch Legend Masada, literally in a deathmatch, like this elevating Akis Koger into deathmatch stardom, basically mm-hmm. getting that win. Um, Joey Janelle versus Chris Dickinson is quite a good one as well, mm-hmm. right? Uh, yeah, just GCW very underrated. It's not all about death matches. Uh, just on, on on the topic of GCW, if you want to learn more about GCW, watch the Nick Gage Dark Side of the Ring yes. episode. It does a really good job of explaining like that company as well and, and its relationship with Nick Gage, which is awesome. Yeah. Um. Also, the main event of that show, if you like panes of glass and bits of shattered glass everywhere, Nick Gage versus Ricky Shane Page at the very end, the main event. Yeah. I mean, I, I have absolutely no no doubts at all that that match will absolutely fuck. Yeah. So. We are. Uh, a, a John Moxley with a giant plaster on his head that gets ripped off who headbutts Nick Gage starts bleeding from his Bloodsport match <laughs> because yeah. it gets reopened so Moxley's just bleeding at the end of the show <laughs> Jesus wept oh it's just it's great it's such a good show very yeah go watch it it's fantastic alright uh, my last entry because they've all gone and already on a bunch have gone uh, is Drew McIntyre against Kofi Kingston from Raw on the 31st of May I just, for, for Raw it was a really good match among all of the other ones that I've mentioned that we've mentioned probably not but for Raw considering how much those of us that watch Raw kind of crap on it this was really really good Considering out of the 40 matches you got here, one was from... Two. Raw. Two were from Raw. Two were from Raw. Riddle, Riddle versus Woods. Yeah. And they're the only two out of 40. So, yeah. That's and, it. Um, before we sign off, because Troy didn't have any kind of... I'm going to take one more very quickly. Um, again, ignore the haters on the internet. Ignore the dickheads. Kenny Omega versus John Moxley exploding barbed wire deathmatch at AEW Revolution. Yeah. Uh, yeah, right. The ending went a bit wrong, yeah. but the match itself was fucking phenomenal, and it was yeah. a match that felt like which you will never see on regular television, on regular wrestling. And they did a great job of bringing it to our mainstream audience. However, yeah. if you pay six pounds to Susie and Nita like Aaron did, <laughs> oh, if you want to watch explosions and then not see the rest of the match, that one that you linked does that you watched the other day, you linked to the explosion. I thought those wrestlers have been fucking vaporized. Yeah, that was that <laughs> like that Thanos was, snapped. That, 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 there's a couple of explosions on that match where it was like, oh, you bastard, and then that one happened. You couldn't see anything after that explosion with the two bats. <laughs> and then all, all you saw in the background was just in the smoke. <laughs> and then the bell rang, one, two, three. <laughs> You're telling me that the explosion was so big that further explosions were unviewable. <laughs> all you've seen were sparks flying and a bang in the background. <laughs> I, I think that's, that's why his next show is going to be an outdoor one, isn't it? 
Yeah. <laughs> so the smoke can dissipate. I'm in a venue with very good ventilation. Yeah, rather than the Yokohama fruit and veg market. Okay, <laughs> out of all the places. Anyway, <laughs> thank you for joining us for this very special episode. That's blood on the orange pet. <laughs> <laughs> We very much appreciate you uh, taking the time out to listen to us as always. Um, if there were any uh, ones that we missed out that you felt should have been included in any of our top tens or honorable mentions, please do let us know on social media, on Twitter and Discord at Untitled Rest Pod. We will uh, tell be- you you're wrong. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> we will accept absolutely zero criticism of honesty. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I've been Troy and we have been God's favourite podcast the Untitled Wrestling Podcast and we will catch you next time for some more special fancy episodes that may or may not include some Lucha Underground okay thanks bye bye bye, bye. no joke from you today Hen mate it's not it's not a weekly show oh okay you're not this was a joke must love this podcast house and the Untitled Wrestling Podcast house.